Hello and welcome. My name is Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets clarity comes with the boundary. I want to thank you all for taking the time to listen to, share, and review this series. For those who haven't already, you can go back and catch up on parts 1 through 26 of this series. My aim is to encourage individuals to enforce God-honoring boundaries, all while understanding what comes with it. You can set a boundary, you can draw a line in the sand, but not everyone will be happy about that line. And at times you might question, was the line necessary? Was the boundary necessary? But when you look back and realize, you know what? I don't ever need to forget why this boundary was enforced. You can stay on your side of the boundary with confidence, knowing that in due time, God will work things out. God can work things out where there is reconciliation, or God can work things out where you maintain lifelong resilience and endurance. The motivational aim, clarity comes with the boundary, is one I believe several individuals have experienced when they finally enforced a whole boundary, not a half boundary, but the full boundary God told them to enforce. When they enforced this boundary, God allowed them to see things more clearly. I've enforced boundaries, and before I enforced the boundary, I could see why I needed to enforce the boundary. But when the boundary was enforced, I gained another sense of clarity with the boundary. There was another level of clarity, let me put it like that. And that happens. And I believe you all know what I'm talking about. And if you don't know, you'll learn. And here's an example. Let's say that there's a person who was going through abuse. They were abused, mistreated, they were taken for granted. And they heard God year after year repeatedly tell them, enforce a boundary, enforce a boundary. And God kept providing them with clear signs that a boundary needed to be enforced. God told them, leave them alone. You've done what I told you to do. You don't have to continue doing that. Those people are not for you. They are against you. You can't make them love you. You cannot make them care about you. You cannot make them understand. Don't go over there anymore. Do not go there. Don't do that anymore. Don't pick that up. Stop that. Leave them alone. Enforce the boundary. And God is telling them that year after year, time after time. And then one day, the person who was abused and mistreated, they finally do it. They finally make up in their mind that, okay, I'm going to go ahead and enforce this boundary. I'm going to do it. So they do it. Things are a bit strange because it goes against everything they've ever done. And in a sense, they are like Abraham when God told him to go away from his family, his country, to a place where God prepared for him, where his name would be great. And you remember how Abraham left? That's what the abused person in this example is doing. They just go ahead and they leave. And they went away from the contaminated culture, 
their contaminated clan, and their contaminated commitments. The boundaries enforced, and the people who had access to them once before, they don't. But as the person who enforced the boundary is at their house, and the other people they enforced the boundary with are at their house, the boundary enforcer gains clarity. They start getting calls and text messages from people they had no idea who knew about what was going on regarding the boundary that they enforced. So people just start calling just randomly. It's not random. It's on purpose. But it seems like it's random. It's never random. But people start calling them, asking them, Hey, you know, why don't you just go ahead and remove that boundary? Now the boundary enforcer has gained some clarity on people's knowledge of abuse. And even there is silence in the matter. The boundary enforcer gains clarity on people's roles in the abuse, although they were on the sidelines. They made it appear that they knew nothing about what was going on. Now the boundary enforcer has gained clarity on how each person and each piece fits a puzzle that they've questioned and tried to put together for years. Now the boundary enforcer has gained clarity on the people who knew why the boundary was enforced. And those individuals who they thought supported them, they don't support them anymore because the boundary exposed everybody. And when that boundary was put in place, it revealed how people were uncomfortable and it revealed people turning on them. The boundary enforcer gained clarity on what people really valued for all of that time before the boundary was enforced. Now the boundary enforcer can see that people don't care. They thought those people cared. They thought those people were just busy. And they really thought, okay, I mean, they understand what's going on. They care. Let me just go ahead and give them some grace. Let me take some time to see things from their point of view. But once that boundary was enforced, the people that they held to a high esteem, now they see that those people didn't care anything about them. They only cared about their convenience and comfortability. And it was at their expense. They can see that now. They gained clarity on who is really cool with who. Who really loves who? Who is really working for who? They gained clarity on the complete truth. All because they enforced a God-honoring boundary. See, that was an example, but it is a reality for so many people. God has a way of providing us with clarity when he enforces boundaries in our lives. God can enforce a boundary with us when we hesitate on some things. I mean, God did that with Lot. Lot was in the middle of some mess that he was not even supposed to be around. But 
the angels of the Lord came to where Lot was to enforce a boundary. They came and grabbed him, snatched him up, and led him on the other side of the boundary marker. But before he snatched up or grabbed or the angels grabbed Lot's hands and his family's hands, they hesitated. Lot hesitated. But God went ahead and did it. And God does that with us too. When we hesitate on enforcing boundaries and we're in danger, he'll grab our hands too. He'll snatch us up too. Jesus knows how to come right on in too and overturn some stuff that we can't see. So a boundary will be enforced. He knows how to do it. He's done it. Jesus can come right on in with the whip and start overturning stuff in our life, turning things on the other side, overturning the tables of complacency, overturning the tables of doubt, overturning the tables of business as usual. Go with the flow. Don't disrupt anything in this family, even though it's just trash going on. Keep going. Overturning the tables of lies. Overturning the tables of stagnation. Overturning the tables of disrespect and labeling people as scapegoats and black sheep who are not black sheep. He'll turn it over. And when those boundaries are enforced and Jesus overturns those tables, we can see finally what's on the other side of the table. We thought Jesus was whooping us, but he was really whooping everything that interfered with the boundaries being enforced in our life. And when those divine whips got to flying and swinging, everything that was hiding in your life as a distraction and as a snare and a trap, they started scurrying away. I'm talking about running away because they were trying to run away from Jesus. But as they scurried away, they were exposed. And you could see, oh my goodness, had Jesus not come in here and just start swinging that whip and overturning things, I would have thought these tables were right. I would have thought these tables were perfectly placed in the areas of my life where they were set up to be. But these are lies. Now I understand. Now I can see why the boundary is supposed to be enforced and maintained. Oh my goodness. I had no idea what was hiding under that table. I had no idea that deceit was under that person for so long. I had no idea that they were lying about that. I had no idea they knew exactly what I was talking about, but made a covenant with the abuser. They made a covenant with someone else not to share certain information with me. Boy, I had no idea they were together. So they were together? What? I had no idea. They knew about this the whole time. They knew about me the whole time. Man, I had no idea they were a part of their scandal. I had no idea they set the whole thing up. They set the whole, they plotted the whole thing. Man. I had no idea they stole what was mine. And then they were volunteering to help me look for it. What? They said that. 
They did that. <laughs> so they told you that? Oh, for real? That's different from what they told me and what they showed me. You see how a boundary can cause someone to gain clarity after the boundary was enforced? And it could take a week, it could take a month, it could take a year or some years. But clarity is coming, especially when you are speaking to God on a consistent basis. You're reading his word. You're asking him for revelation, wisdom, and discernment. God is fulfilling his promise. He is telling you great, unsearchable things you do not know. That's Jeremiah, the 33rd chapter and the third verse. See, God knows how to reveal the truth to you. Well, you thought you knew the truth, but God says, no, 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 this is the truth. Let me show you what it is. And sometimes that happens, or you can see it, once you enforce a boundary and you stay on the side of the boundary God told you to stay on. And it's similar to the episode in this series entitled, Is It a Black Sheep or a Boundary? Where I touched on someone thinking that a person or a group of people were the black sheep because they were told this time and time again. They were told that this person or these group of people were a complete disgrace. It was drilled in their heads not to talk to them, don't look at them. They're the black sheep. So this person is acting accordingly. And they're acting accordingly because the person who told them this, they have to be loyal to their king. That's their king in a sense. That's their master. So they turn into these little soldiers. And they want to honor their king. And they want to do what their king says to do. Their leader, their master. So they disrespect these identified black sheep or the identified black sheep. But as time goes by, that identified black sheep, quote unquote, they keep their boundary. They keep it enforced. And they make sure not to converse with the little soldiers kings. And then one day, one of those little soldiers, they see something that their king did that goes contrary, absolutely contrary to what they led them to believe for years. And their king says something totally off of the wall. Remember, the king could be any gender. I'm saying king just to show the master role, the leader role, how this person views this individual. They think so highly of them. They're the king in their life. So anyway, this little soldier they see that their king says something totally off of the wall. And that king of theirs disrespects them. And then slips up and says something that reveals that they are the liar. And then the king puts the same order in place. Once the king has been exposed, that same order that was sent out to label that quote-unquote black sheep... Now that same order is put on the person who was the little soldier. All because they were exposed to some truth. Now the little soldier is a black sheep too. Now the little soldier didn't enforce the boundary. Their king did. 
but in that boundary that was enforced, they're on one side of the boundary marker while their king is on the other. They gain some clarity now. And they're looking and saying, oh my goodness, that person was never the black sheep at all. They were never the disgrace. I mean, oh my goodness, the disgrace was the person I made king in my life. Oh my goodness, they were the scapegoat. You see how clarity comes with the boundary? When we enforce God-honoring boundaries, we gain a sense of clarity when it comes to where we've placed God in our life. And what I mean by this is you can look back and think, Lord, I was allowing all of these things to happen. I had no business allowing to happen. I did these things thinking I could change something. I could do something. And Lord, you showed me time and time again people's fruit. You told me and showed me what people were producing. And I refused to look at it. I refused to accept it. And I refused to believe it. And I did not do what you told me to do. You could think like that and start thinking about what you've done, and you could even bust out crying because you look to people as your source instead of God. You look to yourself as your source instead of God. You went to God sometimes, or not even you, okay? This can apply to somebody else, not you. But let's say somebody, they only went to God sometimes. Their focus wasn't on God primarily. Their focus wasn't on Christ all of the time. They did what they wanted to do. But once they enforced that boundary, that full boundary, they had a clear understanding on, God, you are all I have. Nobody loves me like you love me, and no one will ever love me the way you love me because you know how to love perfectly. God, I mean, you love me through all of that, all of what I went through and what I've experienced. God, you love me. God, you are the only one covering me fully. No one has ever covered me the way you've covered me. No one will cover me like you cover me. No one can cover me like you cover me. No one has the capacity to cover me like you do. And you've done it all this time. While I was doing all of this stuff for other people that I should have been doing for you. And I should have been doing what you told me to do. Now, Lord, I know you'll repay me for my innocence. But, Lord, I should not have done those things. Lord, by me not enforcing the boundaries you told me to enforce, I had all of these problems that I didn't even have to go through. Now, I'm glad you navigated me out of some of these issues, or most of the issues, really all of the issues, but... This is all of the stuff that I made. I made this mess. I created all of these new responsibilities. All because of me not following what you told me to follow. Me not enforcing what you told me to enforce. Now I'm grateful that you love me and you're providing for me and all things are working together for my good. But Lord, forgive me for not doing what you told me to do. And then I'm angry with you for not doing what you told me to do because I'm going through problems that I picked up. You didn't have anything to do with it, but I picked it up, I did it, 
and I'm mad at you because I'm going through it. Lord, forgive me. Lord, thank you. See, a boundary will provide a sense of clarity on where someone has placed God in their life. The clarity that comes from the enforced boundary could be the clarity in accountability, the clarity in responsibility, and the clarity of consequence. When God-honoring boundaries are enforced, you gain a sense of clarity when it comes to what's going on with you and what you allowed. Of course, there are some things that you cannot control, but there are some things that you could have controlled and the things that you could have done and the boundaries you could have enforced, they could have been enforced a long time ago. But praise God that you have the clarity to see, okay, I didn't enforce the boundaries then. I understand the importance of doing it now. Thank you, Lord, that I can do it now. Well, I am doing it now. It's not about beating yourself up. It's about moving with wisdom from this point forward. When you enforce boundaries, you are significantly moving in greater stride than you ever were. When God-honoring boundaries are enforced, you gain a sense of clarity when it comes to what's going on with them. And when I say them, I'm referring to the person or group you enforce the boundaries with in addition to the people who the boundary impacts. And you can clearly see why people are doing what they're doing and what they've done. When you enforce a boundary, you gain clarity on people's motives, their frames of reference. You gain insight on what people feel is important. They'll show you what's important in their life. There will be people who will refuse to see what you've seen, and they refuse to accept what they know is truth. Now, they could do it because of fear, or the boundary reveals that they were in on it, and they just do not care. That's why you can't try to fix anybody. There are some people who've made up in their mind that you will always be wrong. They will always be right. They will deliberately misunderstand what you say. They will switch what you say. They will slant what you say. They will pick apart every word Every letter, every syllable of what came out of your mouth to make you feel less than and they'll switch it on you. They will not take accountability with you. They won't. They won't take accountability in anything they've done or contributed to the enforcement of the boundary. They won't do it. They're they're not doing it right now. And it's rather absurd that those appear or seem to be the same people who treat you like that, like they got to pick apart everything you say, everything's technical. They're breaking stuff down and breaking stuff up to show you that they are right. But those are the very people who allow other people to treat them like trash, and they are everybody's doormat. They're not even a doormat, man. They are trash bags. That's what they are. They're trash bags. 
They serve as people's trash bag. People dump all of their trash in them and on them. They're overflowing with other people's trash. And they make sure to securely tie that stuff up so no one can see the content inside. They want to protect other people's trash. But they don't tie anything up with you. They don't tie up anything. They don't even make the sacrifice for you. They want you to know, I take everyone's trash, but I'm going to throw trash on you. I won't take your trash. And you're not even giving them trash. You're giving them their accountability, their responsibility, their actions, their motives. But they don't want that because they have standards. The boundary lets you see that so you can process it and cast your cares to God about the matter because you can't fix people. You can't fix anybody. Only God can do that. When God-honoring boundaries are enforced, you gain a sense of clarity when it comes to the importance of the boundary and other boundaries in the future. When you enforce a boundary... And you gain all of this clarity, you are less likely to play around with boundaries ever again. You will not play. You will see the signs of a boundary that needs to be enforced. And you'll just start enforcing boundaries left and right. Anything that looks like the past, smells like the past, looks like mess, sounds like mess, you're not playing with it. You are enforcing boundaries in the middle of phone calls. You'll enforce a boundary in the middle of a conversation, in a conference meeting. You'll just enforce it. And I'm so serious. Somebody could be talking to you mid-sentence, and you see what you see. You see, uh-uh, I need to enforce a boundary. I see this fruit. I know what this fruit produces. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And you just go ahead and enforce the boundary right there, and the person is trying to figure out, what what's going on? The boundary is enforced. Now they know it. They feel it. The boundary wasn't there 30 seconds ago, but it's there now. Yeah, when you are for real about enforcing boundaries, people will share things with you that sound like enforce a boundary. That's all you heard. They're talking, and you hear certain things, you're like, "Mm mm-mm, before you even provide your feedback. You're thinking in your mind, mm-mm, boundaries need to be enforced. Boundary, 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 enforcement, enforcement, boundary. That's all you're thinking about. And then when people yield the mic to you, they ask you, so what you think? What you think about this? And all you say is, yeah, you need to enforce a boundary. Based off what you told me, you need to do bam, bam, boom. Enforce a boundary. You need to go to your house and let them go to theirs. You don't play on the boundary marker. Don't do a half boundary. Do a whole boundary. Because if you do a half boundary, that's going to lead to whole problems. Don't cross the boundary because it comes with confrontation and consequences. Don't try to fix them. Let God do that. But yeah, you need to go ahead and force a boundary. That's nothing to play with. All of that stuff will stop if you want what you want. If you want peace, enforce a boundary. Some of y'all are like that. You've gone through too much. You don't even have time to listen to that. 
Because that, we can fix that with the boundary. We can talk about something else. Let's enforce the boundary. Let's, let's get that under control. Yeah, some of y'all are like that. I know I'm like that. Yes, I am. I am like that, but it's more intense than what I've just shared. It's more intense. See, when you understand the importance of enforcing boundaries, the people who you are conversing with will either appreciate it or they will never talk to you about certain things again. Y'all know there are some people like that. They want to ask you for your input, and when you provide your input, and that input includes boundary enforcement, some people will never talk to you again, or they'll never bring that up again. They'll do everything to avoid that because they don't want to enforce a boundary. That's what you'll discover. You'll gain clarity in that. You'll gain clarity in people who, some, some people who do not want to enforce boundaries. They like to talk about it, but they don't want to do it. They avoid boundary enforcement talk. They don't like that conversation. But they want to talk about all of their complaints of how somebody did something, but they don't want to enforce a boundary. See, when you are serious about enforcing boundaries, you don't even have time to listen to that. You just don't. But as I said earlier, some people, they do not appreciate it. They don't want to hear it. They'll never talk to you about it again because they enjoy being crossed. They like it. They really like being crossed. They really do. It seems like some people really just find their purpose in being crossed. It's like they have this badge of honor that Somebody did them wrong, and they keep going through it. They like talking about that. They really do. Man, it's crazy. And they get upset with you because you tell them, oh, you going through that? So you don't want to change your environment? You don't want to change? You don't want to get away from that? Oh, you don't want to set up a boundary in your mind where you can filter some things out? So you telling me you don't like the way that they treat you and you can't stand them, but you continuously go around them? Well, why don't you enforce a boundary? I mean, you don't want to enforce a boundary? And boy, they go off. (laughs) Everybody can't enforce a boundary. Yes, they can. You don't want to. Well, I mean, things are a little complicated and I I don't want to enforce the boundary. They tell you. They will tell you. I don't want to enforce a boundary. I don't want to do that. I just don't. I mean, I know they stole my money, but I don't want to enforce a boundary with them. I mean, I know they gave me several STDs time and time again. I mean, I just want to call them so they can know that they need to go get checked out because I want them to be healthy. But I don't want to enforce a boundary with them, okay? I know they stole my child's money, but I don't want to tell my child to enforce a boundary. Because I want my child to be popular and have friends. And you're thinking friends? (laughs) What? The lack of enforcement and boundaries will bring more problems. They'll be an easy target. You need to enforce some boundaries. Don't you want to help your child out? Don't you love them? Leave me alone. Don't tell me to enforce a boundary. And then they start crying. I want my child to be popular. Even if it means people steal from them. I mean, 
I don't want to have to tell them to enforce boundaries. I mean, I just want them to have friends. Yes, I know that person is not kind or caring, and they disrespect me every day. They never acknowledge me. They didn't invite me to the baby shower, the gender reveal, the wedding, the achievement, the event that they had going on. I know I'm an immediate family member, but I just don't want to enforce a boundary. I mean, why? (laughs) I don't want to do it. I know this person is treating everyone like garbage, including me, but... I don't want to force a boundary. I know the boss steals my intellectual content for their presentations. When they present in front of the area supervisor and the director and they keep getting promotions, but I don't want to enforce a boundary. It'll complicate things. They'll be mad at me. I don't know. I don't want to enforce a boundary. No. I mean, it can't be that bad. The boss does bring me his leftover lunch from company meetings that no one invites me to. So, I mean, why enforce a boundary? I'm not doing it. No, I'm not doing it. Okay, I got it. I know the person I'm with is saying they don't know me or they're downplaying things, but I don't want to enforce a boundary. I know the person I'm involved with is involved with 20 other people. So I just went ahead and called a meeting for all 22 of us to gather together. So they could make their choice on who they wanted to be with. And I know they couldn't choose, but... And I hear you. I hear you keep saying it's disrespectful, it's wrong. But, I mean, I do not want to enforce a boundary. I mean, at least I have a piece of them. I know I'm being mistreated, but I don't want to create a boundary. I mean, why? They need love, too. I know people are doing me in, but I don't want to create a boundary. I just, no, I just want to talk about it and not do anything about it. Let's just talk about it, okay? Now, those same people who do not and refuse to enforce boundaries that they know they need to enforce, they'll tell you, I just want to vent. That's all I want to do is vent. Every conversation doesn't have to be about enforcing a boundary. I just want to vent about me not enforcing boundaries. That's all I want to do. There'll be the same people in the conversation saying, because you know how I do. Because you know I don't play. (laughs) You know I don't play. And you're thinking, what? That's all you do is play. That's all you do is play on the boundary marker. That's all you do. You don't enforce boundaries. You're playing with your life. You do play. See, the person who doesn't play about boundary enforcement, they gain clarity on who they are wasting their time on. And then they're wasting time with people trying to encourage them to enforce boundaries, and that person is not trying to do that. They're not trying to do that right now. All I'm saying is enforce the boundary And when you enforce the boundary, God knows how to provide you with even more insight and clarity. And a scripture I would like to leave you with is Isaiah, the 30th chapter and the 21st verse. And it reads, and your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way walk in it when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. And I selected that scripture for you to ponder on regarding God's promise of clarity. 
Sometimes it's in the doing when we gain clarity. As it states in scripture, God tells us what to do. He tells us which way to go, which way to walk. And as we're walking, we can look back to see what God brought us through. God is with us before the boundary. He's with us while we enforce the boundary. And he's with us as we maintain the boundary. And we stay on our side and let other people stay on theirs. Allow God to continuously guide you on which ways to turn as you maintain boundaries and enforce boundaries in the future. All right, remain encouraged as you enforce God-honoring healthy boundaries with confidence. I want to thank you all for listening to the Boundary Series. When you have some free time, visit drkenitrabryant.com to download some Bible study content that I have on the site. You can also order some inspirational t-shirts. Feel free to check me out on the YouVersion Bible app and on Instagram at Aim Towards the Target. Go ahead and share this series with someone you know. Peace and God bless.